Come join us now for Until All Have Heard, a podcast from the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Ed Cannon, who is president of FEBC. Ed, so much is happening around the world, and we try to keep our eyeballs on what's going on. And there's there's so many stories to be told, but let's focus on North Korea today. I'm holding a note from a North Korea listener. I'm going to talk about how that's possible in a moment. But this person says, I heard the gospel for the first time through your broadcast, and I was truly amazed. I became a believer, and now my entire family are Christians. Mm. How does that happen? Well, it happens because of the grace of God. Uh, and we serve a great God who has a plan that everyone would become believers. But I think the question you're asking me is about what has FEBC done to help get that done? Right. For the past 65 years, FEBC Korea has been broadcasting on shortwave and AM radio into North Korea uh, with very little evidence that uh, it's working because people can't respond. Yeah, you can't just Korea. write a letter, can you? Right. Uh, and actually, to make that point, I think if people want to look at Open Doors World Watch List, uh, they update it yearly. And the most recent, 2022, uh, once again, for the 10th straight year, has North Korea as the number one uh, most difficult place to be a Christian, where Christians are most heavily persecuted. And it's the most difficult place to get the gospel in. But radio doesn't believe in that. Uh, radio waves propagate over mountains and through geographic barriers into countries where people say the gospel is outlawed, but the radio waves don't hear that. It knows no boundaries, no walls. (laughs) Uh, Some people wonder, wouldn't it be jammed, though? Well, it's very expensive to jam uh, AM radio, uh, and it's nearly impossible and also expensive to jam shortwave radio. Okay. And I do believe that the North Koreans don't feel that our radio broadcasts are an enormous threat to their country. Mm. I think they're more concerned about missiles and military and uh, the wars that they're fighting uh, on a different plane than the gospel. Yeah, sure. They probably don't think that the uh, radio ministry is is even remotely a threat to their government power and control. But we know differently. Right. We know that many people are hearing because of the messages that we get through escaped Christians mm. who come out of North Korea into South Korea. All right, we'll talk more about that in a moment, but I'm I'm just wondering, radio ownership has to be discouraged at the very least in North Korea, if not illegal altogether. Yeah, I think that's well said. We don't know if it's illegal because we know that the government of North Korea is using radio to send military propaganda about their country. They're They're using radio as a tool to tell people how great North Korea is and of the evils of countries like the United States. As a matter of fact, we intercepted a message not long ago where the North Korean government was telling their people that the United States has poisoned the water supplies in North Korea because they're hating the people and trying to kill them. Mm. Uh, I don't want to get into that um, sinkhole, but um, we have been shipping radios into North Korea for decades uh, AM radios. Yeah, I know better than to ask you how. I, we won't get into that. So. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. And, and we know there's a lot of radios there. And what we hear from the refugees who escape, and I'll tell you how we know those refugees in a minute, but what we hear from them is that radio is an extremely powerful tool. Hmm. People are desperate to hear anything from the outside world. And when they hear the gospel, it's incredibly powerful. Just like that testimony you read a minute ago, not only did the individual who hear the broadcast become a Christian, but now his entire family are Christians. 
So, yeah, what we know, North Korea is a closed country. It's very difficult to get the radio in. There's many people in refugee camps. And as evidenced by the fact that what we know of today, there's about 30,000 North Korean refugees who in recent years have escaped the country and made their way into South Korea. So we learn from them, don't we? We hear directly from them. I've had the privilege to be with them in uh, refugee churches in South Korea. Is that right? The North Korean people want to stay together with their own people. Uh, and there's communities of North Korean refugees. Uh, there's subgroups of South Korean churches where they have a congregation of North Korean refugees. I had the privilege one time, Wayne, to listen to a choir singing, North Korean uh, refugees singing in a South Korean church. That's amazing. And you, I couldn't understand a word they were saying. However, I have never seen such emotion on the faces mm. of people in mm. my entire life mm. as they were singing and the tears were streaming down their cheeks. And upon asking afterwards, what is it that you're crying about? And it's tears of joy because of our freedom and tears of sadness because of our family who are still yeah. in refugee camps suffering uh, the torture of the North Korean government. How sad. How very sad. Uh, we are getting these reports that uh, the gospel is penetrating North Korea via radio. We have the testimony, a recorded testimony, is read by one of our staff members of a person who uh, contacted us from her own experience in North Korea. So let's take time to listen to that right now. Back in 2014, I left my hometown in North Korea and crossed the Duman River into China. During my journey across Asia, I was in prison at Cheonguri Prison. While there, God sent me a missionary named Esther. When I met Esther, she showed us the love of Christ Jesus and showed us what it truly means to be a Christian. She prayed every day for everyone in every cell. She tried to evangelize to everyone she met. Words cannot describe the pain I felt. It was only through praising God and praying to Him that I could survive the darkest hours of my life. They fed me and my cellmate rotten corn powder with a few chunks of tofu. We were forced into hard labor all day long with no apparent cause and outcome. Fifty to sixty people were cramped in this small space. I met Christ in the toughest time of my life, but I was able to overcome the times with the Lord standing beside me. When I got out and came to South Korea, I was diagnosed with heart failure. However, my poor health could not stop me from loving God. Over time in a care center, I was eventually able to get better. Jesus Christ is the only way and the truth. I believe this with my whole heart and I will continue to pray for my fellow North Korean defectors. Well, I would ask you to continue to pray for North Korean residents at the moment. Um, and as you can imagine by listening to that testimony, the broadcasts that FEBC broadcasters need to put together to be able to speak to people in circumstances like this young woman has described are, are very challenging. Yeah. We need to understand the life circumstances of these North Korean individuals and how the gospel could speak to them in this world. So it's very important that FEBC has used North Korean defectors with their North Korean dialect 
an accent to speak to those people because they speak with credibility, with authority. We know the circumstances you're in. We understand because we have been there, and we can attest to the fact that the gospel is true and it works, and please don't give up hope. Um, I'm directed by our producer, Joe Carlson, to First Peter in chapter 5, where it says, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And here's the good part. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. So when someone who understands the condition they're in tells them there is hope in Christ and Christ can deliver you regardless the situation you're in, they will believe him. They will trust him. And even if they don't have the opportunity to escape the refugee camp or the horrors of living in North Korea, they can be freed through the knowledge uh, that they will be saved in eternity through faith in Jesus Christ. It is exciting to hear what the message is that's being broadcast into North Korea, the the message of the gospel and how it's being mm-hmm. uh, formulated just for those people who are going through so much. But some people listening may be wondering, technically, how is it possible? Let's talk about that for a moment. Sure. Well, we still broadcast in shortwave radio, but we don't think it's very effective in North Korea because I believe that the government was pretty— uh, they were effective at eliminating shortwave sets for the people. Okay. But we know that the AM radios have made it in. Many missionaries, including FEBC, have smuggled tens of thousands of AM radios into the country. Hmm. And we hear from the people who have defected that AM radio is a good, effective means. So having heard that and understood that, just in the last two years, FEBC has built a very powerful AM station— just south of the North Korean border, uh, over the sea on the western side of the Korean Peninsula, which gives us great propagation all across North Korea. As I recall, it's like five times more powerful than any station in the U.S. Yeah, it's a 200,000-watt AM station. The largest legal uh, station in the United States is 50,000 watts. Mm-hmm. Um, And some of you who are closer to my age might remember uh, many, many, many years ago, there were super stations in the U.S., an AM station that could be broadcasting out of New York City and could be clearly heard in Los Angeles. Yeah, those clear channel stations, some of them can still be heard at night, of course, the way AM works. Yeah, right, but not quite as powerful as they used to be able to. Well, we have no... uh, turndown ratio on this station. <laughs> the spectrum's not as crowded in North Korea. <laughs> it's blasting powerfully uh, 18 hours a day, and we've heard reports from far north of North Korea into China that the signal is clear. We've heard from airline pilots flying over North Korea that hmm. we can hear your signal loud and clear. Interesting. So we know it's propagating. Uh, we know people are listening. We have, since that station has started, Wayne, We've started receiving some handwritten letters from listeners who have their messages uh, snuck out of the country by missionaries who are in the country doing official business, but yet on the side they're Christians and they get us these messages. So we know it's working, uh, and we pray that it'll continue to work um, and that it will continue to bring the only hope to these people in desperate circumstances. Yeah. 
as they can have. Well, I'm so grateful to get this report from you about what God's doing through the ministry there to the folks in North Korea. Certainly one of, one of, if not the hardest place on earth to penetrate with the gospel. So, But God is at work there, and it's amazing to hear, Ed. So thanks for that report today. Of course, our listeners can always learn more at our website, febc.org. Did you want to share one more thing? No. Okay, that's it? That's it. Febc.org is the final word on this. And uh, I thank you for listening. I trust that you'll share this podcast with others. Leave a review if possible. If you're listening on Apple or Google or on our website, febc.org. In any case, we'd love to have your comments. So thank you for that. And thank you for listening today to Until All Have Heard, a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company.